Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CE curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. Welcome, everybody, and uh, my name is Paul Dobish. I'm a professor at the College of Pharmacy at the University of Nebraska here in Omaha. And uh, today I'm going to be presenting a journal club from the pharmacy perspective on some real-world management of factor 10A associated bleeding. Uh, my disclosures are shown here. You can see those. Um, a little bit of background, as most of us know, right, direct factor 10A inhibitors have been steadily increasing over the last several years. Um, as you, you know, if you look back to 2012, almost 99% of patients were getting a VTE treated with warfarin, where you jump ahead now just five years to 2017, uh, and you can see that only about one in five patients are being treated with warfarin. So we've seen a dramatic shift. And a lot of that uh, use of uh, new anticoagulants is with rivaroxaban and apixaban, which account for about 80% of all use. And really, as the numbers continue to grow, we're looking at about 7 million patients in the United States right now getting a direct factor 10A inhibitor. And while the main advantage of these uh, oral direct 10A inhibitors is that they provide less bleeding, significantly less bleeding than warfarin, the amount of bleeding is not zero. And so there are still going to be bleeding events that occur. And when you're talking about millions of patients that are getting the drugs, really management strategies are something we have to consider. And things that people have looked at, uh, obviously four-factor prothrombin complex concentrates, which I'll just refer to as four-factor PCCs, which is really a non-specific kind of platelet replacement, or they're now, and we have a dexinid alpha, which is actually a targeted reversal agent. So the paper I'm presenting today is one by uh, where Craig Coleman is the lead author. I'm also part of this manuscript, but it's the real world management of oral factor 10A related bleeds with reversal of replacement agents, including a dexinid alpha and four factor prothrombin complex concentrate in a multi-centered study. And this paper was published uh, just a couple of years ago in 2021 in the journal Future Cardiology. The methods of this paper, basically, it's a multi-center retrospective use of electronic medical records. Uh, data came from 45, 45 different U.S. hospitals. Um, how did you get into the study? Well, basically, we used ICT billing codes. And so you had to have a code for hemorrhagic disorder with extrinsic circulating anticoagulants, which, uh, which kind of captures a lot of that. We also kind of gathered a few patients from an adverse effect of an anticoagulant or antithrombotic or the use of indexinate alpha. Uh, if not captured in that initial uh, ICD-10 code. And of course, you had to be getting a direct 10A inhibitor prior to the admission. We collected some baseline demographics, not extremely detailed, but mainly information on age and gender. We collected information on bleeding type, so kind of GI bleeds, intracranial bleeds, compartmental bleeds, whether they're tra traumatic or not. Their reversal management, so what did they get as far as uh, their reversal strategy? And of course, we then we collected as an outcome in-hospital mortality. Uh, this was this purely descriptive analysis. So we're looking at the prevalence of the use of each reversal agent and then the mortality associated with that. So we did no inferential comparisons comparing like group A versus B and having p-values and things like that. Like I said, very descriptive. So what we found, like I said, we used 45 U, uh, U.S. hospitals. The average size of our hospitals um, was a uh, a little over 450 beds. We had a really good mix. We had some larger hospitals, about half of them over 500 beds, you know, uh, with about as many with less than 500 beds. About two thirds were advanced primary stroke centers. 64% were uh, uh, trauma centers of at least level one and 36% level two. 
Overall, we co collected data on over 14,000 hospitalizations for uh, major bleeding uh, between January of 2016 and September of 2019. Uh, and we basically, those that are associated with the oral 10A inhibitor was about 21% of that total, which gave us a total number of patients of 3,030. Interestingly enough, the number of these uh, percent of the hospitalizations related to oral 10A bleeds was about 18% when we started the study in 2017 and rose to 21% in 2019, which is very reflective of the increased use of the oral direct 10A inhibitors. Um, as you can, would imagine, most of the use was with rivaroxaban and apixaban, with a small number of patients getting the other oral direct 10A inhibitors. The average age of the patients was about 67 and a half years and just under 50% were female. This table here just kind of gives you some of the demographics as well as the treatment strategies. So you can see the total sample, the indexinate alpha, four-factor PCC, patients also managed with fresh frozen plasma, and kind of everything else. And everything else is kind of what could be a three-factor PCC, recombinant factor seven, uh, an activated four-factor PCC, transomatic acid, vitamin K, all those were included. And there were also patients who got no reversal agents. And so you can see that the age of the patients across the board, there was a little fluctuation, but very, uh, very similar, especially between indexinate alpha and four-factor PCC. The male-female split, once again, very consistent across the management strategies. Um, the drug, the, uh, the factor 10A that was used, um, once again, very similar. Uh, most of the, the most common bleed, I should say, was GI bleed, meaning about almost 50% uh, and numbers of 40 to 41% with indexinate alpha and four-factor PCC. That, of course, followed by uh, intracranial bleeds, compartmental bleeds, and traumatic bleeds. And you can see that the, the number of bleeds there uh, you know, the numerically, once again, no statistical comparison. So numerically, maybe more uh, compartmental bleeds with four-factor PCC or more traumatic bleeds with indexinate alpha. One of the things that you'll notice is that, too, when we look at then how they were managed, uh, all the bleeds, these numbers add up to more than 100% because these, the, the use of an agent, it was not mutually exclusive. Um, now, if you look at the bottom of the table where it says the single agent, um, right here. And so this is the percent of patients that that's all they got, right? So 83% got just indexed alpha, 72% of people, well, I should say 72% of patients who got four-factor PCC, that's all they got. Where about half of the patients who got fresh frozen plasma got something else for their management strategy, whether that be transfusions or something along those lines. Um, but we can see here that uh, how, the, how the bleeds were managed, uh, where about 10% of GI bleeds were given, given a dexinate versus 13% of ICH. Once again, the numbers here are different because of, of course, the ends up above. It's the percent of the total number of bleeds uh, within that, that got that individual agent. We collected in-hospital mortality. And so a lot of bars on this graph, which, okay, but the bleeds are basically broken down. If you look across the x-axis at the bottom, all bleeds, GI bleeds, intracranial, critical compartment, and trauma, of course, and the others. And of course, the different colors of the bars represents their management strategy. And so one of the things that is uh, quite obvious is that you can see, obviously, intracranial bleeds carried the highest mortality, uh, really irrespective of what, uh, they, what the reversal agent they got, where GI bleeds, obviously, that was much lower. Um, one of the other things that's very noticeable here, at least numerically, whenever no statistical comparisons, is that it doesn't matter where the bleed was, there was always less mortality, lower mortality, if patients got indexinate alpha versus anything else, um, which I found pretty fascinating uh, in, in this. 
So in summary, kind of what we see here, the strengths of this paper, I think are multi, it's obviously multi-center, like I said, 45 different hospitals across the country, uh, different sizes, types, over 3,000 patients. Uh, we looked at multiple reversal strategies, not just four-factor uh, PCC and indexment, but we included others as well. Like I said, it's a descriptive analysis, no, no statistical comparisons, and we didn't get information on the severity of bleeding. Uh, which is one of the reasons since we didn't couldn't uh, uh, balance the patients per se by severity. That's why we didn't feel it was appropriate to do statistical comparisons. So in conclusion, what we have here is a large sample of hospitalizations for direct 10A inhibitor induced major bleeding and how it is associated with in-hospital mortality and the reversal or the replacement agent used. And like I said, one of the major takeaways I took from the, the, the paper was that indexin alpha was associated with the lowest in-hospital mortality across all the different bleeding types. So with that, I want to thank everybody very much for your attention today. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, EMCREG International, and Total CME LLC and is part of our Minute CE curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.